I am interviewing a new friend that I just met through Facebook. I am so thankful for Facebook. And I know my new friend is too. She wrote a book called Freedom. Now, y'all know that I wrote, you know, Making Peace With Your Past. So the whole healing, emotional healing and being made whole and being set free is my passion so when i saw her book on the internet it's the name of the book is freedom the healing process of for traumatic events in your past by phyllis ann larue and she says down at the bottom that only someone truly free can free someone else so welcome to the program miss phyllis thank you i'm excited to hear about your book i want you to tell us a little bit about who you are first i am yeah um who are you i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i tell a lot of people i'm just a redhead with blue eyes that tans really well (laughs) or or i'll say um i'm just a a country girl with a degree i don't know (laughs) all of that works all of Um, that works actually i'm just a lover of my savior is what mm-hmm. i am um everybody wants to know yes i'm licensed and ordained and all that and but you're an evangelist yes do what god tells me to do basically like for instance whenever you messaged me i'm just like okay no big deal because i had a piece about it so how does it feel to be an author i still haven't come to grips with it really it's kind of weird isn't it yeah to- it's more of a, a i'm humbled and honored that god would give me the privilege me i mean if you read the book you know what i've been through but he would be able to use me mm-hmm. and um there's that pvc pipe again exactly <laughs> i mean i tell you i don't feel i don't feel any different i'm not it's weird for people to come up and say oh i want your book will you say my very best closest friends that have went through some of this with me know all of my story mm-hmm. Will you come sign my book? Take a picture with me and sign sign my book. I'm like, because you've yeah, accomplished something. I will. But you it, have accomplished yeah. something. It is an accomplishment to sit down and make that happen. How many pages is your book? Two hundred and four. Two hundred and four. It's got pictures and places in the back to you know little survey. I I did read all that part. That yeah. was that was really good that you can get the feedback from the people that read yeah, it. Yeah, just want to try to stay on target with with what we're doing making sure the right people are getting the book and so you've had some things happen mm-hmm. in your life and mm-hmm. that's why you wrote the book about freedom because mm-hmm. you needed freedom for your own self Amen. and found it in your healing journey mm-hmm. and now you share in your book how to be free exactly the exactly. steps that you need to take to the steps that god took me through i didn't realize at the time he was taking me through them but me what took me two decades <laughs> two decades of being hard-headed Some usually of us are a little slower <laughs> than others <laughs> aren't we <laughs> what took me two decades someone can take and i don't want to i don't never want anyone to go through the book quickly but at your own pace some people um Preferably get, not two decades though. no not two decades but <laughs> they could definitely in two weeks at the <sighs> most um be free from their past free from the control free from the i can't go down this road anymore because so-and-so lives there or this happened there and the smell of coke icy triggers right the smell of coke icy you know drives me crazy or i can't do this or i can't talk to so-and-so i'm not i will never drive through that town again Mm -hmm. those things that control you you know dropping your kids off at 
school one day and you're fine and then two seconds down the road you hear a song or you see somebody in a yellow jacket and boom you're crazy again (laughs) that kind of being free from those things so who who did you write the book for who's your audience pretty much everyone everyone has had traumatic events in their past whether it's um in my case rape or abortions um, I actually had some physical and verbal abuse as well. Uh, I f- just focus on the, uh, well, I'll back up for the audience. When I was 18, well, I actually started when I was 17. I was a senior in high school, a virgin. Uh, I was raped, got pregnant, had an abortion. Then about two months later, I was raped, got pregnant, had an abortion, all in an eight-month time frame. And I was, a lot of times when bad things happen to people, they say, you're not living, you must not have been living right or something. No, I was serving mm-hmm. God. I didn't cuss, I didn't drink, I was in church. Every time the doors were open, I created events, you know, at church just to, actually I had a home life where uh, I had alcoholic parents that fought all the time. So anytime I could be out of the house, I was happy. Oh, yeah. So um, that's, that's where I come from. And I use that point as to or uh, that instance that happened to me to go through the steps i refer back to it in each step how in this part of my life this area this is where um when the guy did this or when this happened or i would have nightmares over abortions mm-hmm. you know and i hate to reveal too much but there's a part where i couldn't eat for two weeks because the devil would tell me that i was eating my babies Oh my! I mean, this is goodness. ten years after. Ten years so after. You were just tormented. Oh, yeah. oh, I was tormented. I had nightmares. And but you know, a lot of people with PTSD who've been traumatized mm-hmm. and have those symptoms. Nightmares is one of them, right. isn't yeah. it? Oh yeah, I had nightmares. <coughs> I had. There was physical. Um, that I literally could not eat or drink anything. I would try if I if it was liquid or soft. If it was liquid, I was drinking my baby's blood or bodily fluids. If it was mm-hmm. soft, like mashed potatoes, then that was my baby's tissue. If oh it was crunchy, gosh. I was eating the baby's bones. So, I mean, I That's literally horrible. could not eat for two weeks. My parents had no idea. My friends hardly had. I mean, there was two people, I think, that knew what was going on as far as having the abortions. Uh, maybe two people knew about the rapes that I told yeah. now the rapes usually no one tells those things right, right but the abortions you know those are things that people talk about and you know gossip about in small towns where I was raised a few miles down the road here and so a lot of people knew about the abortions but didn't know about the rapes and uh, when you go through those things it literally will take you I mean it will take your life if you let it I agree. It tried to. I was suicidal so many times I couldn't even tried it so many different ways. And you shared with me when we visited the other day about how when we go through something like that, the need to dull that pain, to erase that memory, mm-hmm. the self-medicated, go there real yeah, quick. Um, there was a point, like I said, this was my senior year. I didn't drink. I didn't do anything. I was goody two-shoes. Um, however, after this, I began, my parents were alcoholics. I began to, um, like my friends would, I would, they would come pick me up from somewhere from home or after school 
And my first words were to them would be, let's go get drunk. It was never, let's go get something to drink. Mm-hmm. Anything else, it was, let's go get drunk. Because that's all I wanted to do was to dull the pain, not even think about it, not have anything, you know, to so do with it. So you weren't drinking, um, like, social drinking or drinking just to kind of take that you had the intention of getting drunk to escape my head a big difference doesn't it oh yeah and escape is such a big Mm -hmm. issue too we're going to take a break real quick and we'll be right back cindy hyde is an author professional life coach faith-based counselor media personality and host of several podcasts She is also the CEO and founder of the East Texas Healing Center, a service-oriented nonprofit whose mission is helping people in crisis through healing prayers, counseling, and coaching. As most people helpers, she started out searching for answers to her own dilemmas and problems in life. She found answers in scripture. She shares messages of freedom and victory in Christ to educate, inspire, and empower you to live free and healed. Her books help you make peace with your past, walk in freedom, and overcome self-destructive behaviors. Her writer's workbook, with more than 400 resources, shows you how to become an author. Get them on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and her website, cindyhyde.com. Cindy's available for workshops, conferences, and seminars. Connect with her, schedule a free consultation, and sign up for her newsletters at cindyhyde.com. Thank you for um, staying with us. I'm with um, evangelist Phyllis LaRue and her book, Freedom, The Healing Process for Traumatic Events in Your Life. We've talked a little bit about who you are, Mm -hmm. uh, who you wrote the book for, um, why you wrote the book. Now let's talk a little more about the process, the healing process itself. Okay. Um, As I was telling you the other day, it all began with a Facebook post of a friend of mine, and I ended up ministering to a lady who had had an abortion two hours on Facebook, ministering to her. Um, And I thought to myself, Lord, I could see that being a good, this Facebook being a good medium. Isn't it, though? (laughs) It is. Well, that's what brought us together. (laughs) I saw your book, and it's like, I sent you a message. Hey, we need to connect. And we did, and look what God's doing. I'm telling you, I love (laughs) Facebook. Facebook is a, it has its issues. It has its moments. But if you use it the right way. Everything with moderation. Exactly. I think the intention of the heart is what makes a big difference, too. Oh, yeah. What are you doing on Facebook? Yeah. Mine's a ministry page. Right. And to keep up with family and friends, too. But, okay, so. Okay. So, um, I ministered to her, and then I thought, okay, Lord, I can see this being a good medium to reach out to people who've had abortions. Mm-hmm. Because that's not something that anyone ever talks about. There's nothing. It's just mostly condemnation. But I, I spoke to the lady, and I was telling her, there's forgiveness, there's freedom, there's healing from all that. You know, the guilt and the shame and all that. You don't have to, you don't have to go through that. And... Um, but I didn't want to start immediately because I had an event with some old high school friends two weeks down the road, and I didn't want to make it awkward for them. Yeah. I wanted I didn't want them to wonder, oh, should I mention something to Phyllis about the abortion that I knew or I didn't know or, you know, 
whatever. So I'm like, no, we'll just wait till after that event, and then you know I'll minister. Well, that was on a Tuesday. Wednesday night, God, I'm sitting there minding my business. We had praise and worship, and um, sitting there listening to the sermon. And God says, um, "Not only will you not wait <laughs> to you know begin this, you're also going to. I'm going to have you do a complete conference." And it's not going to be just about abortion. It's going to be about molestation. It's going to be about physical mm-hmm. abuse. It's going to be about sexual abuse. It's going to be about all these things. And you're going to have it. It's going to be on start on a Friday night, and you're going to do it mm-hmm. all day Saturday, uh, Saturday morning, all the way to Saturday night. You're going to have this person speak and that person speak and everything right there. And while I'm sitting there on the pew listening to the preacher. Or trying to listen to the preacher. <laughs> and um, yeah. anyway, um, he told me all these things that, you know, how it was going to be done. But I'm sitting here like, okay, what are we going to say for 13 hours, Lord? <laughs> what are we going to talk about, you know? And um, he, just, he just started revealing to me that um, the healing process, you've heard of the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. That any time we go through any traumatic event like this, if it's a, a divorce, if it's a miscarriage, if it's um, combat, uh, you go through combat. Even you, moving can be a exactly, source of it can be. loss. There's so many different things. Um, and, of course, abortion and rape and being adopted and all these things, you know, being raised in an abusive home. I mean, you may not be abused. You may not get hit. You may not get verbal abuse mm-hmm. but you're watching your parents and you're watching this from a distance hopefully Still dysfunctional right yeah. very dysfunctional um those things that is a loss and we do go through the grieving process it may take us 10 minutes it may take us 10 years or in my case 20 years mm-hmm. um and so he showed me that those stages of grief you go through the anger and the denial and all this the isolation go ahead and do go ahead and tell them what they are in case they don't know okay because somebody might be stuck in one of them <laughs> i have a friend who bought the book she lives in uh, colorado and her son died passed away a couple months ago i think mm. and um i messaged her i text her and she's like phyllis i'm going through the anger process right now i'm so angry i'm so mad absolutely and, um, I said, I understand. That's okay. It's okay to be angry. I said, just try not to hurt anybody. Right. You know, I mean, seriously, I mean, honestly, just try not to hurt anyone verbally, you know, or physically or what. She said, um, my husband let me hit him last night. And I hit him hard, Phyllis. I hit him real hard. Oh. <laughs> I understand. That's okay. And tell him thank you for me, <laughs> you know. But um, we go through the stages. We go through, first of all, you're in shock. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe that. You'll go through denial, like, that can't be true. You know, this is not really happening to me. This, mm-hmm. what, are, what are you talking about? This is not me. Um, then you go through anger. You can't believe it. You're still kind of in shock. You're still kind of, sometimes these things will run together. Right. Um, brush right up to each other and sometimes intermingle. I was thinking, say, you can't really tell sometimes where one begins and the other exactly. stops. And sometimes we can be in multiple stages at the same of time. grief at the same time mm-hmm. because 
you might be going through something you know say like one of your parents died and then you know you might get fired or you might go be going through exactly. a divorce and you know one of your kids has a traumatic mm-hmm. event or I mean there's all these things that it, it lots it, of reasons to go and that's exactly what we talk about in the book too it's um it's it all kind of intermingles but at some point in the grieving process you will go through all these stages it's healthy it's healthy for you to do that. it's okay to be angry mm-hmm. it's okay to want to be alone sometimes uh, a lot of times I believe that the devil likes to isolate us so that it's only his and voice we hear that's the fourth stage mm-hmm. isn't it yes the fourth stage is isolation. That's where you become suicidal if you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Um, you you go through depression. That's when a lot of people start self-medicating. It's when a lot of Absolutely. people get on their the prescription drugs that they become addicted to, never get healed or free from. Um, and then the final stage, what Elizabeth Kubler-Ross uh, had as the fifth stage of the grieving process, is acceptance. Mm-hmm. And when God showed me that uh, we were going through this, and He showed me that acceptance was never really part of His plan. He never planned or wanted wants us to accept what happened. Mm-hmm. He wants us healed and free. That's right. Free That'll from preach. those things. Free from those uh, nightmares. Free from the uh, shame, the guilt the um, condemnation all of that all of the the self-hate he wants us free from that and so then that's when then he would kind of pick up the next stages that we go through in the book as to what he how he gave it to me the stages I went through how I dealt with it and some totally different things that came way off in left field from God some neat ways that he used to talk about forgiveness and talk about the walls that we put up to protect ourselves supposedly all the different things the stages and it's it's amazing are you an aspiring author do you have the writing skills and the idea for a great book but not sure about the rest of what's required a workbook for writers who want to be authors or entrepreneurs will provide you with all the answers they say that there's a book in everyone And it's probably true. Nowadays, you have a better chance than ever of selling your work to a mass audience. But writing a story is just one part of this complex process. You may have the idea in your head, but what about editing or formatting or when writer's block strikes? Cindy's comprehensive workbook provides answers with advice on things like writing, editing, self-publishing, marketing, and selling your book. Cindy offers free writer's workshops to help you get your book published. Tap into her author services for tasks you need freelance help with. Need a writing coach? Contact her at cindyhyde.com. Order your workbook today on amazon.com and get your book published. Right now, an ex could call me and say something and upset me, but I have been free for just long enough that that there is no way in the world that I would allow that in my book I call it we have to become master forgivers we have to become mm-hmm. forgiving masters we have to learn to forgive quickly instantly forgive as quick as we can that's right forgive completely and forgive often completely forgive let it go completely and, and what happens if we don't 
well, well we gotta start over no. <laughs> we gotta keep doing it we get caught up in it we become bitter we become angry we become that person that i never want to be again i will mm-hmm. never there is not a single person or thing on this planet that is worth my heart living in the dungeon that it once lived in that's a word and you know the scripture just flat out says if you do not forgive you will not be forgiven exactly that's the main reason yeah. to forgive yeah but the benefits of forgiveness are mm-hmm. what we discuss uh, we discuss Love, go through all joy, that peace the peace hello <laughs> that's, <what laughs> that's enough go, right there <laughs> and i tell you um when you forgive you open yourself up to god because when we are angry with God or with someone else, we have something against someone else, that's disobedience. Mm-hmm. And that's a sin. It is. And so we, well, sin separates us from God. And yes. when, we, when we are not forgiving someone else, we aren't able to open ourselves or to remain open to hear God, to heal ourselves. When we need God, when we need forgiveness, mm-hmm. when we need peace or direction or guidance we can't hear it because we've blocked it because we have unforgiveness and then we have the yucky bitterness and the anger and the and you know it's not just (laughs) what somebody else has done to us it's a lot of times what we've done to ourselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's sometimes what we think God has done exactly, and we blame him and oh, so we yeah. get mad at God and okay, you know, forgiving we God don't too. forgive him <laughs> and you know we don't forgive ourselves you mm-hmm. know I know Go that too. Um, there were things in my life that I have done that I could not forgive myself for and the enemy had me thoroughly convinced that because I knew what I did was wrong when I did it I couldn't be forgiven wow how many people actually believe that lie? It is a lie mm-hmm. because there's not anything except blasphemy of the Holy Spirit that God will not and cannot forgive. Amen. And God, I want you to know, people, God is not mad at you. Amen. He's not mad at you. He loves you. Amen. So go on, Miss Phyllis, and you're, tell you're us. You're fine. I'm like, you're preaching part of what the book says there. <laughs> we're, we're just kindred spirits, and I, and I knew when I even saw the book and and i've started reading it i i had wanted to finish it by the time you came in so i'll just have to have you back and we'll just have to discuss different parts of it and maybe we can put it into a series or something and and have it available for people as a as a companion even maybe to the book and um, I'm working on a companion, a 90-day companion devotional yeah well that's awesome let us know when when that comes out maybe and so you wrote the book. Mm-hmm. You did the conference. The mm-hmm. conference was Did the conference first. Did the conference. Then after the conference, when I'm kind of detoxing from the conference, you know, it was so just heavy uh, in a good way and a bad way, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Physically draining. Then God tells me he wants me to write a book about the process he gave me. And I kind of <laughs> ignore the whole book part. And I'm like, what process? Because I did not realize as he was giving me, setting mm-hmm. up this person to speak on forgiveness. Forgiveness of your of others. Mm-hmm. This person to speak on forgiveness of self and God. This person to speak on walls. This per- You know, different things. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize that it was actual steps and stages of a process that he gave me for freedom. It I did not. Thing. I just knew that these were things that I went through. So and I needed to, get to share it. 
Definitely. They need to get the book Amen. and just read it and and not just read it but do it. And do I the book. Say, the do the activities. They this are, is a they do are the book. Easy, 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 simple, quick, easy to do activities, but they are so crucial, vital to your healing. If you don't do the activities, I had one girl tell me, um, she tried to commit suicide, one of my team members. She called me from the hospital and said that, you know, because I do HR, she's calling saying where she was and what had happened and all these things. And um, later we discussed, you know, the book. She brought up the book. And, of course, I just gave it to her. And um, this has been a few months ago. And she said um, she's actually going through detox right now. She's And not detox, rehab and detoxing. And... Um, I said, you know, it might be a good time now for you to, because, you know, you Mm -hmm. may want the book and you know you need the book, but when your spirit may not be ready yet, the the event may be too close. You know, you still have to go through the stages. Right. And um, when you're going through the first three or four stages, you're not really ready for the the good part. (laughs) (laughs) For that part that brings the freedom. Amen. So you have just a few minutes. What... What imparting words do you have to somebody that's been listening about your book? Where can they find your book? They can go to Amazon.com and just put in Phyllis LaRue and Freedom in the search area there. Um, I also, I mean, I usually carry a few. I need to order some. But right now, that's just on Amazon. um, And you can go to my Facebook page. Um, I have a Facebook page. I have Instagram. I have Twitter. And that's pretty much it. I did have a website, but we are still kind of working on making some adjustments to it. Okay. And so it's Phyllis, P-H-Y-L-L-I-S, mm-hmm. LaRue, L-A, capital R-U-E. Mm-hmm. Well, I certainly appreciate you being on the program with me today. Um, for those that are listening who have experienced trauma, Let's say a prayer for them. Exactly. Exactly. I was and, thinking the same thing. And let's let's just leave them with that and um okay. I'll let I'll let you do that. Okay. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we just come to you, Lord. We just thank you and we praise you for for who you are. We thank you that yes, you're not Lord. standing up there with a baseball bat mad at us. We thank you that you are a loving God who sent his only son to forgive us of every single sin no matter what it was you have forgiven us and you have given us the opportunity to be free lord we right now i speak to every person listening right now lord i just place a hedge of protection around them lord until they are able to get free lord until no matter what they've been going through no matter how long it's been lord right now i speak to them and i say God loves you. Yes. You, there yes. is nothing in your you. past that he cannot love, heal, and free you from. There is nothing too bad, too deep, too intense that he cannot handle That's and right. cannot turn around and make it a wonderful memory that can change someone else's life. Don't That's ever right. think that you've gone through something in vain god will use every single broken piece yes, to make a, the exact perfect masterpiece that he created you to be and lord we thank you for all these things we thank you for everyone listening thank you for 
uh, Miss Cindy and her ministry. We ask you just to bless it and continue to um, bring people in, Lord. And we thank you for souls being saved. In Jesus' name, yes. amen. Yes, and, and thank you, Miss Phyllis. Uh, we bless you and thank you for being on the show. Thank you for writing the book. Thank you for finding your honor. way so that you can lead other people into that path of freedom, too, because it is important. God wants you free. Amen. So start working on that freedom today. Yeah, and yeah. I bless you and thank you for joining us. As an author, I truly appreciate it. all the hard work, everything that it takes to create a book. So if you have taken the time and gone through all the effort to write a book, then I would love to interview you about your book and about the process, about who you are, about why you wrote a book. So email me, cindylhyde, H-Y-D-E, at gmail.com.